Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Hey, Pastor, how are you today? Doing great, Chase. So thankful for these conversations here on our Shepherd Talk podcast and thankful for those that are listening uh, out there today. And today we want to talk about a Shepherd Talk that uh, you published uh, back a little while ago entitled Falling Away or Spiritually Shallow. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a very interesting uh, Shepherd Talk to read, but also just some interesting things happen in our world today along these lines and some people in the church making some very... I don't know how to say this other than unique uh, decisions coming out from where they've been. So share with us just for, as we begin today on this podcast, some things that have happened in the recent days that led you to write these thoughts on falling away. Well, uh, the most recent events and what prompted um, me to write uh, that particular article was related to something that's been very confusing, honestly, for a lot of Christians, in particular some younger adult Christians, and that is uh, recent uh, statements by Joshua Harris, uh, who is a former megachurch pastor, a very prolific Christian author, best known for his book, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. And, of course, as you guys know, uh, he came out uh, recently, first announced that he was getting a divorce from his wife, and then a few days later, he followed that up by saying that he was uh, leaving the Christian faith. He was departing from the Christian faith. And and he used a phrase, uh, he said, um, the popular phrase for what I'm doing is deconstruction. That's the biblical phrase for falling away. And he went on to apologize to the LGBTQ plus community for his prior teaching, his biblical teaching Uh, on sexual sin and he asked for their forgiveness well this has been very confusing for a lot of a lot of christians out there and a lot of young adult christians who who followed him pretty pretty faithfully because of uh his books like i kiss dating goodbye which he later came back just a couple of years ago and kind of did a, a reverse even on that because he was getting feedback from a lot of christians who who adopted that philosophy of never dating, just finding that person and marrying them. And some of them had had disastrous marriages, which uh, uh, probably needed to be corrected in terms of the the teaching there. But but he has been known for his conservative theology and conservative values uh, spiritually. And so it was a shock to the system when he came out and said, hey, I'm departing from the uh, Christian faith. Well, shortly after that, Marty Sampson, a well-known lyricist, uh, lots of praise songs and worship songs that probably all of us have sung. Yeah, probably on a weekly basis. And, yeah, and are, are really good songs. But he came out uh, not long after Joshua Harrison said that he was losing his uh, Christian uh, faith. And and he said, the, the thing is, it doesn't even bother me. Um, and... Uh, that he was struggling with the belief system and that sort of thing. By the way, he later pulled that that quote back and said, no, I haven't lost my Christian faith. But the way he phrased, the way he said things was pretty alarming, to be quite frankly. So um, I had a few people ask me, Pastor, what do you think? What's going on there? And I said, well, I think part of what we're seeing is what the Bible talks about. And the Bible says in the last days there will be a falling away. That's actually the phrase that Joshua Harris used, that right. he was he had fallen away. Uh, there's another term called apostasy. 
And so my article, I just kind of wanted to differentiate between what is falling away or are some people just spiritually shallow, right. you know, and suddenly that shallowness catches up with them. It may be a combination of both, but we're seeing some of this and we're hearing some of this. These guys most notably because of the platform that they have had. But it's also true in other segments of Christianity. We're seeing people just kind of dropping out uh, completely. And so it begs a question, why, why are they doing that? I think about uh, what John wrote in 1 John. He said, they went out from us because they were never really one of us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jesus talked about the different soils and uh, that some of the soil looked like the seed fell on good ground, but there was only one soil that really truly received the depth of what uh, uh, Christ meant and who Christ was, and that life was transformed. The others in time fell away. So um, that prompted me to write this article. It is a concern, certainly, for people out there about this, uh, this kind of what do we do. And, you know, it shakes Christians when they hear about somebody that maybe they have held in high esteem spiritually that falls, whether it's moral failure or something that seems like uh, an intellectual uh, kind of roadblock or that right. kind of thing. So, so that's, uh, that's why I write, wrote the article. Well, let's, let's kind of further that conversation right there for just a moment pastor what should a person do in a moment like that when someone they've looked up to someone that's been influenced uh, has influenced their life in an area of uh, spiritual uh, walk with the Lord and stuff like that what should you do if someone falls away how do you handle that personally yeah that's a great question Chase um, because that's the real issue for a lot of people it's even more than what they came out and said it is if they fallen away then what about me kind of thing? A first thing I, I want to just remind our audience of is, is that if a believer is saved, they can't lose their faith. Right. If they're really saved, they can't lose their faith. Can one ultimately fall away if they were genuinely regenerated? Well, the answer is absolutely not. Right. What we may be seeing and have seen throughout the ages, this isn't just a new thing, a new phenomenon, but what what we, we might be seeing in cases like this are people that have left the faith because they were never really in the faith to start with. And uh, because a, a genuinely redeemed, regenerated person, uh, they, that doesn't mean they can't ever have doubts right. or struggles, but they won't fall away uh, from uh, the, the faith. So what do we do? And that's really the question for a lot of people, Chase, what yeah, you're exactly. saying is when they hear that, they think, well, if that person could, quote, fall away, well, what about me? Well, here's the deal. When we hear that, we should pray for them, obviously. Uh, it, is, um, it is tough sometimes to take that kind of thing, but we should re remember that our faith does not rest on the foundation of the faith or lack thereof in other people. Right. Because if that's the case, there are going to be lots of occasions over the course of our lives where our faith is going to, going to waver and wobble because if we say if they uh, uh, waver, then what am I to do? Our faith doesn't rest uh, in the opinions of men, uh, in the teachings of men, or in the, um, the directions of, of men or women or the decisions. So we have to, when this comes, we have to reaffirm where our faith is. And our faith is in Jesus Christ and in him alone. Right. 
you know, in this article, Pastor, you quote uh, John Cooper, the lead singer uh, for Skillet. Are you a Skillet fan? Uh, not until I heard John Cooper. <laughs> yes, Skillet's a little heavy. I don't know yeah. how much you've listened to them. I'm not, uh, they're not the genre of type of music that I listen to. But what he says right here is very profound. He, um, In his uh, interview, he states, we could do a much better job in Christendom of not elevating people because they are young, cool, or look the right way or sound the right way. We must stop making worship leaders and thought leaders or influencers or cool people or relevant people the most influential people in the church today. He's spot on. Um, I, you know, we, we laugh about it, and you and I have talked about it before, but I really didn't know who John Cooper was. <laughs> right. and I, I, I love a lot of contemporary music, but that's probably a little further out than I tend to go. <laughs> right. uh, I don't have a problem with, no. with what they do. It's just no. probably not my, my stylistic preference. But, um, but I'll tell you, when I read what he said, I thought, that's, that's spot on. And it's very, um, it's very to the point. And uh, it, it actually shows a depth of maturity in John Cooper. And that's what really impressed me. Uh, because what he's saying is, it really goes back to what we we're talking about a minute ago, that our faith can't be built on the faith of somebody else or how somebody else has it. And he does, he does address something that I'm afraid has become kind of systemic today in our Christian culture, and that is that we tend to elevate people right. too easily. Right. You know, Paul wrote and said, lay hands on no man quickly. Right. He said, be careful when you just suddenly say, oh, that person's a believer, and we're going to, we're going to advance them up the, the kind of celebrity Christian food chain. Right. Um, and... Uh, and so that's what he's saying. We need to make sure that people have a depth of discipleship and that they haven't just risen up to the platforms that they have because they look cool, uh, they connect with a cool culture, uh, and they uh, they kind of uh, pander their, their work toward that. We have to connect with culture. I, I don't have a problem with that. But what he's saying is we need to be more concerned about discipling people uh, as opposed to elevating people just because we think they might really connect with people and help the ministry, so to speak. So I love what he had to say, uh, and uh, I agree 100%. You know, what would you say out there to those that are listening that just to be careful, how, how to protect yourself, because it is easy to listen to a sermon or watch a video or uh, read a book and immediately think, wow, this person, man, this is good stuff. And in the end, it could be good stuff. But what are just ways to protect yourself not to get so caught up in the next coolest person or, or kind of wave of, of church world? Yeah, and the church world is not immune to getting caught up in trends. Right. And, and some of that can be good and some of it can be very destructive. The problem is the destructive side of it uh, doesn't manifest often for a long time. That's good. I yeah. spoke a message uh, this past week on uh, deception, being deceived, and I kind of addressed some of that is that um, that there is theological deception that looks a lot like theological truth sometimes. It's a fine line or it's a thin veil, and, and sometimes error is mixed with truth in such a way that it's packaged 
in a manner that we miss what the area is. So what can people do so they don't fall prey to this? And by the way, you could never predict these guys. Right. I mean, based on what you had, you couldn't predict that this would be the outcome. But what we can do is that we can make sure we are grounded ourselves in the faith and that our faith doesn't rest upon Christian trends, uh, Christian uh, kind of pop culture, right. if you will. Again, I think there's a place for those things, right. but they need to be accompanied by uh, depth and discipleship. And I think that's the kind of safety net that we have to submit ourselves to. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. It's easy. There's a lot of, there's so much out there with the, what we're doing, podcasting, right. social media, as you guys know, um, you know, all of those kinds of things can give people a platform that is, that seems valid, but may not be. Right. And we have a real danger. There's a real danger, I think, in Christianity because of so many platforms and because it's so easy to have one. There's a real danger that um, that a person that we we elevate people who sound good in what they say, but what they say is not right. Hmm. It's not theologically sound, and if we're not careful, we fall victim to that because they're great communicators. We're right. in an age of great communicators, and we have to listen. That's why Jesus said this: "He that has ears to hear." Let him hear. Right. Well, that sounds kind of silly unless you understand what he was saying, and that is there are many voices that come into our life. So we need to really listen to what those voices are saying, and we need to compare those voices against the Scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, in the book of Acts, when the church was just developing, you remember what it said about the Berean Christians. It says, the Bereans were more noble than those at Thessalonica. doesn't mean those at Thessalonica weren't good folks, but it said the Bereans were more noble than those in Thessalonica because they searched the scriptures mm. daily to see whether what they were hearing was true or not. So the scripture formed the foundation upon which they tested the information yeah, that, that they sense. were hearing. That's good. And... And that's something we have to do that or we'll all uh, swallow things just because it sounds popular, it sounds trendy, we'll put up with junk because it's said well. So you got to listen to what's being said. You know, recently we talked on a podcast, Pastor, about what it looks like to spend time with the Lord in a quiet time setting and uh, time in prayer and in the Word of God. And you say it all the time of how important that is and, and really as we listen and talk about this of understanding of the falling away you know that's one probably the most important way to be able to continue to listen carefully and filter through what's being said to make sure you are listening to those that are are teaching solid truth um any other words today pastor on just this topic of falling away well i would just say this um i think if i wanted to if i were the devil um and I wanted to confuse the church, what I would do is take uh, heroes Hmm. and try to crash them. Uh, Number two, I would take those who have been elevated and try to convince them to to mix truth and error because so many people are looking up to them. Um, 
And so here's what that means for us. We must be vigilant. The Bible says, your adversary, the devil, roams about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So we must be diligent uh, in the word, as we just talked about. We must be diligent there. We must be diligent in prayer. And we must we must draw near to God, stay close to God, get close to God. And even when there's the, those who crash and burn, our, our, what we'll be clinging to is not them. We'll be disappointed, right. and like we all were when we heard the news there. But we're clinging to Jesus. Right. And if we'll cling to Jesus, then he becomes um, our, our, our safety and uh, our assurance. That's exactly right, Pastor. Such interesting thoughts. And just, again, thankful for this conversation and thankful for those that are listening. I know today, Pastor, you have a resource you want to make available for those that would like further information and things that are um, important and opportunity for them to grow. And so make those that are listening aware of that today. Yeah, uh, today we want to offer to our listeners um, a resource, uh, just a brief resource, in particular helpful for those who are in the ministry, but certainly helpful to anybody out there. It's entitled "How the Second Coming Affects Your Ministry." It's a one of our leadership light uh, cards that I've developed, and uh, it just gives you three things that Christ's return should do, uh, so that you can be effective in serving God between now and His return. And you can get that resource. All you have to do is uh, email us at Shepherd Talk at rbcdothan.org shepherd talk at rbcdothan.org and just request that it's a free resource and we will uh, we'll get that to our listeners thanks again for this conversation today pastor and thank you for listening thank you so much for joining us for today's shepherd talk podcast we hope god will continue to use you to reach the lost build up other believers and connect your life to the mission and purpose god has for you We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.